You're listening to the Sport Market on Sportsnet 650. Paul has it. Finds Curry. Catch. Fire. You got it. A lot of attention on the National Football League, of course, on this American Thanksgiving weekend. The traditional holiday triple header on Thursday that culminated in another Seattle Seahawks loss, this time to the heritage brand that is the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Seahawks have got their work cut out for them. They've got a very tough schedule the rest of the way. It's not necessarily looking great for them in terms of wildcard berth, especially with the Green Bay Packers doing what they did to the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving Thursday. Of course, we're coming off of Black Friday, the first Black Friday NFL telecast in history, and it's all streaming by Amazon. They paid $100 million for that standalone game after investing a billion dollars a year on the overall rights to Thursday Night Football. And of course, on American Thanksgiving, they don't get those rights. That's uh, uh, gifted to NBC. And in the opening Uh, week of the NFL schedule. Uh, Amazon Prime also doesn't have that Thursday night football. That's also NBC as part of the overall Sunday night football package. So a lot of football business, a lot of hockey business, but certainly the NBA a little bit in the shadow of the NFL this weekend. Having said that, They're already counting down to what they consider to be the real kickoff or tip-off to their season, which is Christmas Day. They do the quintuple header. Now, the NFL is going against the NBA, doing its own Christmas Day packaging. So, no question there's been some uh, expansive, aggressive growth by the NFL in terms of its uh, TV footprint, and it 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 already was a big footprint. We're bullish on football this week. Everything from the Grey Cup television ratings last week to the terrific halftime show by Green Day. Um, a record-setting Monday night football television audience of $29 million to watch the Eagles take out the Kansas City Chiefs. That's the biggest audience in 27 years. We've talked about Thanksgiving Thursday. A $41 million average national audience on CBS. That is a near record. It's a top three regular season audience of all time. Of course, keeping in mind that um, out-of-home viewing is now formally included in Nielsen uh, ratings, and that wasn't there necessarily before. And then, of course, uh, Black Friday, uh, the Miami Dolphins take out the New York Jets. So just a terrific week for football. We're bearish on the delay that's facing the golf league, Tiger Woods and Roy McIlroy's indoor golf uh, project that's going to be delayed a full year. Uh, And we're still bearish on the Oilers front office being a little bit like who's calling the shots here when it comes to hockey operations. And it isn't as straightforward as it should be in your average high-performing NHL front office. Here's the sport market pitch. You're up. Tom Mayonex Sports Business Proposals of the Week. On this Vanier Cup weekend, uh, where the UBC Thunderbirds are dueling against the University of Montreal 
at uh, University of Quebec at uh, Montreal, uh, the Montreal Carabins, uh, up against the UBC uh, Thunderbirds. They're playing at Queen's University for the Vanier Cup. I could easily be throwing my pitch, and it is something I believe in, that although there's advantages for U Sports football and for the Vanier Cup to be standalone this weekend, I still think a massive Canadian football festival under the auspices of the Grey Cup Festival is the way to go. You have the Grey Cup, the Vanier Cup on the Friday night, potentially even junior football and high school football being celebrated that week, making an even bigger deal. But that's not this week's pitch. This week's pitch is to Commissioner Gary Bettman and the National Hockey League coming out of yet another embarrassing handling of social marketing by players. The situation, just a couple of weeks removed from the Pride Tape fiasco that the NHL shot itself in the foot over, now it was Marc-Andre Fleury who in recognition and tribute to Native American Heritage Night and in tribute to his own wife, had an Indigenous artist do a Indigenous design to his goaltender helmet with the Minnesota Wild. The NHL went hardcore, uh, um, threatened potential action, which of course they'll never do because the PR side of it is so, so embarrassing and would be such a slippery slope for the NHL. But the fact that they still don't get it the fact that they still have trouble getting their head around social marketing, my pitch is really simple. Completely blow up what you're doing now. Revamp. Figure out what you want to do and who you want to be when it comes to inclusivity, when it comes to cause marketing. Because right now, the NHL has embarrassingly fallen into fifth place among the five major North American sports leagues when it comes to social marketing. And this this Marc-Andre Fleury handling is just an example of that. John Festinger, former executive vice president of business operations, Connect Sports and Entertainment. Your take on the NHL's handling of Marc-Andre Fleury, your take on their social marketing strategy, period. Both terrible. Uh, the, the Fleury situation, scandal, social marketing situation, and I will add social media situation. Generally, just incredibly incompetent. Uh, the NHL seems to believe that it is the league of 60-year-old white males. And that is not good enough on any metric. It's not even good enough in terms of building their future audience, as we've discussed. So the NHL's got a long way to go. And understanding both cause marketing, social marketing, and social media are three things on its to-do list. So there's a lot to do and a lot of incompetence to overcome at the NHL head office. You've represented the Canucks at the league office. This has got to be frustrating for the community relations directors, for the community relations managers, for the foundation managers, because it's a two-tier business, right? They could have the best strategy locally that 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 they could ever come up with but unless the league is leveraging that and working in alignment it can be shot dead on arrival well the the league controls 
your ultimate image. You may be able to control it a little bit in your immediate vicinity, but if you've got the league threatening your players and telling them what they can and cannot do, that's the same as threatening you and telling you what you cannot and or cannot do as a team. Aziz Rajwani, the UBC Sada School of Business, Langara College School of Management. Uh, your take on my pitch. I agree with your pitch and I agree with everything John said. And it, it kind of raises the issue of, you know, I know that this isn't government, but, you know, we have federal government, provincial government, municipal government. And who really should control this thing? You know, and, you know, because you may have, a, for example, the Canadian teams, the Canadian cities that are being played and have a much more diverse population than the other uh, you know, 25 teams in the United States. And should they be allowed to have their own sort of marketing, cause marketing that's slightly different because our cities here are much more diverse than they are in the state. Vancouver is also different than Winnipeg, as an example, and Calgary and Edmonton. And should those teams really have more control over that with oversight from the quote-unquote federal government from the NHL head office? And I think it's, a, it's the local teams that should have more control over cause and social marketing as well. Well, well I mean, I, I, I rarely disagree with you, but I do see it differently here, Aziz, when it comes to government involvement. I don't think this is the purview of the federal government or the provincial no. government. They can certainly partner as sponsors yeah. of, of, of various initiatives. I would also challenge uh, the assertion that uh, Canadian cities across the board are more diverse than some of the American cities operating south of the border. I, I responsibility to get their house in order. Yeah, and just to be said, I'm not. I was drawing the analogy of federal, provincial, municipal. You know what 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 falls under their bailiwick or what falls. You know what do they have purview over? And what I'm trying to say is in a similar model like that. The local team should have more say about cause and social marketing than the quote-unquote federal government head office in New York. Right. And we can disagree on that, but I think the Canadian cities are much more diverse compared to the other cities in the United States that, that have NHL teams. But, um, you but- know, just... Bottom, bottom, bottom line, the NHL has to blow up what it's doing right now, take off the constraints, and get back to relevant, inspired social marketing. Because right now, they're stinking out the house with moves like the Marc-Andre Fleury move and the pride tape issue of a couple of weeks ago. Big shout out and thank you to Aziz Rajwani, John Festinger, uh, on this episode of the Sport Market Pitch on the Sport Market on Sportsnet 650 Vancouver and the Sportsnet Radio Network. The Sports Market on Sportsnet 650 presents the Rolfson Report, the comedy of sport with Torben Rolfson. Amazon did interactive ads with QR codes during the Black Friday Dolphins-Jets game. New York elects to punt at 4th and 2 from the Miami 45. And for the next 30 seconds, you have massive savings on adult diapers. The Jets started a new QB against the Dolphins, Tim Boyle. Watch for his upcoming book, TV7. The Jets declared Trevor Simeon their new backup quarterback. To make matters worse for Zach Wilson, under the team's new cost-cutting measures, the new number three has to go to Staples to buy his own clipboard. Washington's Sam Howell, of all people, leads the league in passing yardage narrowly over Titans rookie C.J. Stroud. The only player with more air miles this season is Travis Kelsey. And I watched the Vegas F1 race, except you don't get to do anything. I kept reaching for the remote like it was a controller. You've been listening to The Rolfson Report, the comedy of sport with Torben Rolfson, a special feature of the sport market. Listen again on the podcast and stay tuned Tuesdays at noon at facebook.com slash sportmarket.